welcome to the Coco Express Network. Talk radio that informs. Talk radio that inspires. Talk radio that enlightens. Talk radio for us all. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Coke Express Show Network. I'm your host, Aurelia Lyles, and I will be here with you today, and we are going to have an amazing journey. I have to tell you, I am, um, how can I put it? I am glad that we are where we are today, doing the things that we're doing today. Um, Some of you may think that's odd to make a statement of that manner based on everything that's going on around us. But everything that's happening around us is giving us perspective on what we should be doing going forward in our future. And all of these things that are happening to us are creating what I call diamonds, okay? And if you know anything about how a diamond is formed, you will know that once you come out of this, you will come out of whatever it is that's going on in your life, in a situation, as something that people will cherish. And right now, today... We have an amazing artist. He's a Kansas City native. His name is Marley Young. And he is no stranger to the music game. He has been behind the scenes penning for hip-hop notables, uh, Gucci Mane and Youngbloods. Um, And he has launched a uh, music group called HITM Music Group. Now, this label is also based out of Kansas City. But I really want you to understand and get to know who he is and understand his journey so that way we can see what we can do if we decide to take on a venture of this nature. However, there is something amazing about him that I want to share with you guys. And if you've listened to any of his lyrics, you'll understand. So please allow me the opportunity to bring to you and introduce to you Mr. Marley Young. Hey, what's going on? Hey, how are you today? I'm all right. I'm all good. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you very much for being on the show. No doubt. I appreciate you having me. Ah, yes. Um, How are you handling everything that's going on around you today? Well, you know, um, being a dad, it's it's a little bit difficult for me because daycares and everything is the safest right now. So I've been at home with the kids and, uh, you know, just trying to find little things we can do around the house and stay busy. Well, that's that's commendable, and I know that is a challenge because children need 24-7 attention, and you have 24 hours in a day, but I think they need 48 hours that you have to create in those 24 hours. <laughs> Man, absolutely. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> yes, indeed. Now, tell us a little bit about yourself. We know that you're a Kansas City native, but tell us about how you began your journey and what inspired you to go in the direction that you're going in. All right, well, um, I think I've always been a – I probably I was just born into music. Uh, I come from a family that was always dealing with music. Um, I don't know if you remember, like, uh, BVD and Another Bad Creation back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. When I was yeah. growing up, that's when I first started performing. Uh, we used to, like, basically imitate the group. We used to go to shows or whatnot. My auntie would, air, would spray paint our hair and airbrush our overalls. 
and uh, we'd be looking just like BBD on stage. As, like my first time on stage, I was seven years old, and uh, feeling that high at seven, like you know, just feeling the feeling of being on stage. It's something I fell in love with early, and I just knew from that day forward it was going to be something I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Oh, wow. That's excellent. Now, um, being a native of Kansas City, Missouri, you know, we all know that um, they have this this belief that hip-hop originated in New York, and then, uh, you know, it started out as the Bronx and all this other stuff. But how did you venture into hip-hop on the level that you're at? And who well, were your inspiration? Um, it was a process. I'm sorry. And who was your inspiration? It was it's a process. So like uh, as far as inspiration, I never could put my finger on a favorite musician, a favorite rapper. I just had moments, you know what I'm saying? Going through the motions, uh you know, it was at one point I wanted to be just like Master P and a part of Nolan the Soldiers. Um I remember my death row days when I was real young before I could really even really read and write everything that I wanted to say. And, uh, and uh, you know, it got to the point where I got to high school. Battle rap was real important. Um, rappers like Jay-Z and Lil Wayne was real inspiration, 50 Cent. And um, grooming my own style, you know, that became a thing. I'm sorry, my baby in the back. Grooming, okay. grooming my own style. Grooming my own style, that became, you know, something for me uh, that just, it, it, it just came like natural. So, I feel like my whole life I was always able to imitate my favorite rapper or, you know, mm-hmm. make a song that sounded just as good. It took me a while to find my own style. And that was just mm-hmm. being, uh, just own it every day. It's like a ball player, you know what I'm saying? Loving Jordan and loving Kobe's moves and then making everything into your own. Finding your lane and what people appreciate from you the most. I hear you. I hear you. I don't know if you've ever um, read the book by the uh, author Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, it's a book called, I think it was The Outliers. And in The Outliers, it says that to become an expert in anything, you have to spend 10,000 hours doing it. And I have noticed in some of the information that I discovered about you that you participated in Shakespearean competitions in the past. Absolutely. See, acting is another passion of mine. So uh, growing up, kind of like Pac, I went to a performing arts high school. And uh, I just had, you know, my mom always wanted better for me, even though we came out the middle of the city and the, you know, middle of the hood. Um, growing up, a lot of a lot of my peers called me Urkel. I was like a good student. I had good grades. I just went to school and walked to school every day with most of the thugs and the, and the gang members from my uh, my neighborhood. I went to a neighborhood mm-hmm. school and eventually auditioned to be in a, a performing arts school. So Shakespeare was, a, of course, a lot of background in theater. Um I give a lot of props to my theater background and my theater instructors that I had because they just opened my mind to new things that I use for rap. Uh, mm-hmm. Things like forensics, trying to write in Ebonics and, and, and write my my words out as I enunciate them instead of spelling them the correct way. Those are things I learned from acting class. So I always take something out the book and, you know, add it to mine. Okay, great. Because I know that, you know, Shakespeare... He always had an underlying message in his work, and there was, you know, and with that message, and really with the story, it was a message that um, we could all learn from. And I noticed that in some of your lyrics, you have underlying messages. Is that along the same line when you're doing your, um, when you're creating? Well, absolutely. 
Um, not too long ago, somebody told me that uh, a unique process that they seen in my music was the fact that I could uh, I could stay relevant, I guess, and make a jingle or something catchy, like you know, for the moment of today's times, but also get my point across. And he was saying there's so many artists that make great music, but they never really get their the real point across that they want to do, and you do a real good job of balancing that. I just think it was the people that uh, I looked up to coming up. Like, Pac was a, a poet. He wasn't just a rapper. Um, mm-hmm. We, were, I was just speaking about Pharrell Williams earlier. It's one of my favorite, one of my favorite producers and, and songwriters. Um, I listened to a lot of uh, Axl Rose growing up, so I liked a lot of Guns and Roses. Uh, I listened to Queen. My dad put me up on so much music coming up that I had a wide variety. So I just studied the way people wrote songs. My, uh, even music that I wasn't into, I just got older and tried to see what was the part of the music that made this a hit record. Why did it resonate with so many people? And uh, that's what I try to do. You know, I, I wrote like movie scripts and plays and everything, you know, inside of school, even when I went to college. So it was always something that I was able to do. You know what I'm saying? I could, I could kind of mm-hmm. look deeper into a situation and see the, the artist. That's great. That's excellent. Now, what did you go to college for? What was your major? I went to college hoping that I could just find my way to some more connections for music. I was so passionate about it. Uh, I went to college, and I thought, man, if I if I become a journalist, maybe if I don't make it in music, I'll write for the Double XL magazine one day. I was a big fan of Double XL coming up. I read probably okay. everything from 2005 and before all the way to about 1999. I read every issue. So I figured, you know, I could find my way around rap if I didn't, you know, if it didn't come to me through journalism. Mm-hmm. So that was my major. I didn't spend a lot of time in school. I was always so busy making music. I met Sean Paul from the Young Bloods around that time. So I moved to Atlanta and I I did my first tour with him. Oh great. So you did make your connection. <laughs> and yeah, having I did, I that, did. <laughs> that Yes, you did make your connection and having that journalism background, that foundation was excellent in what you do because like you said, you learn through acting how to enunciate your words and all of that. But having a journalism understanding lets you see how the world sees what you do. Yeah, and I used to, I'm a fan, I forget the guy that wrote him, but the the, uh, the author of Double XL, when he did an interview, he would always like, he would always say, you know, it's 8 o'clock in the morning, I'm sitting outside St. Louis train station waiting on Nelly or something like that, you know, and um, mm-hmm. I liked how he did that. I, I liked how he always painted a picture and I could visually be there while reading. Rick Ross, one of my favorite rappers, does that all the time. He paints a beautiful picture for us. Uh, Jay-Z, Eminem, most of the greats. So, mm-hmm. yeah, journalism helped out a lot. Okay. And I did watch your videos. I watched the um, the For Your Love, um, where you featured B-Tech 9, For Your Love. Yeah, yeah. Um, very interesting message there. Um, Machiavelli. That had a really interesting message as well. And um, Drip Crib God. Drip Crib God. I, yeah. Yes, I've watched all of them, and I have to tell you that you do paint a picture. You paint a picture with your words because your visual imagery, it, it, it's, how can, it captures you because you're watching you because you're not doing a lot of action and moving. It's your words that captures your attention. And I think that that's amazing. That's genius from my perspective. Uh, it's my strong point. It's the gift that God gave me. I, always, I realized early, you know, I wasn't the, uh, 
the the you know the best athlete, the toughest guy mm-hmm. in the world, the richest guy. I just learned to use what God gave me, what my strength was, and it was always my voice. I don't care if I talked about something irrelevant or something stupid or or wasted my breath to talk about something that I shouldn't have. People always listen, and uh, and no matter what I talk about, they always listen. So I think God just gave me a gift for my voice. I tatted it on my uh, on my forehead above my eye. And uh, that's just my gift from God is my voice. Oh, well, you're using it quite well. Now, um, let's talk about you as a businessman and being in the industry. This particular industry can be difficult and it can be very tricky. How are you able to maneuver that and what things are you doing to help others? Well, the most important part is to keep who I started with around me. So I got I got three brothers and I don't really make a move. I don't I don't. They they listening to the interview right now. I don't, you know what I'm saying? We talking text messages all day, group messages. And uh, they get to keep me grounded. Uh, mm-hmm. My brother, D. Sam, probably my best friend in the whole world, um, he stay, he, he going to stay in the streets constantly, you know what I'm saying, to make sure Marley Young ain't going too far. We might go out to L.A. and have some drinks with somebody and do a show with BET and stuff like that. But being an artist is hard because you start to drift away from what made you or where your creative mm-hmm. energy was. So you got to keep the people around you that was around when you was getting that energy. You got to keep them around to keep you grounded. I mean, even an NBA player, you know, get that money and start spending their recklessly and doing stuff that he ain't used to doing. And he got that one friend in his ear that's like, hey, bro, we got to keep the, you know, the eyes on the prize and what we said we was going to do. I think that's how I stay grounded. Uh, what I'm doing to give back and help others, it's a lot of guys from my neighborhood in Kansas City that – um could have probably took a different approach because of what was going on before I was of age. Uh, now, after me doing my music and uh, having opportunities around for other people, I got a lot of them in the studio, and I'm working on my label, Hit em Music, which is the acronym for History in the Making. And um, we just want to give people an opportunity that we didn't really have, that we had to create for ourselves. When I started traveling the world, I started seeing that, man, your thinking process becomes different the more you see and some mm-hmm. people where I'm from have never left the inner city. So it's hard to think outside that box. And, um, you know, God put me in a position to be that for other people. And that's great because, you know, you having this opportunity, this platform um, that you're using, and um, I can guess if you look back historically, you will know that a lot of artists get ripped off and they never really get to where they need to go or they wind up flat broke and destitute and um, what they don't know is the business you know the business aspect of the um, music industry now how have you gotten to understand the business aspect of it and how are you staying focused on where where things are happening for you well we've been through so much we had no we had no uh we had no choice, you know what I'm saying? We had to react basically to exist in this game. And if you don't react, you get swallowed up. Uh, mm-hmm. In the beginning, it wasn't all business. It was We thought, man, I'm so talented that I should be here, I should be there. Uh, you just start realizing like life as you go on that relationships mean a lot more sometimes than anything in a business. Uh, sometimes it's, uh, it's uh, what you can do, you know what I'm saying, not just who you know. Uh, what can you do like far as like being – generous or, you know, showing somebody that you appreciate something, you know what I mean? For example, um, Tech Nine mentioned him earlier. You got a big record with him uh, for your love. And um, I was just 
thankful to be, even be on the same record as one of my uh, hometown heroes, my idols as a kid, childhood idols. So I I couldn't think of what the hell do you get a millionaire for appreciation gift? I mean, you know, he probably got every piece of cologne. He's probably got every champagne bottle he ain't ever popped inside of his refrigerator. So uh, mm-hmm. we, we had a, a great idea amongst us four, uh, me and the homeboys, and uh, we got to take a crazy quilt made with all 23 of his albums on the front of it. And, wow. I mean, when he's seen it, you can see it in his face how uh, grateful he was. And I feel like that's just a way to show gratitude. But, um, it's you know what I'm saying, it's like that. that's another way to be able to, uh, to do something special for people is showing appreciation. And that's how you learn what else it is to this business, not just music. Not, it's more about relationships and, you know, getting to know people and making a, a, a building a bridge. Okay. So you're developing, you're developing a community for yourself um, through your actions and your deeds. So that's important because um, I spent a little bit of time um, teaching the, the inner city kids about, you know, business etiquette. And that's something that that's you dope. don't really learn in school. So um, one of the things that you did was, you know, a thank you note, a thank you gift. And that is truly important because what that does is that shows the, the, the person that, one, you appreciate what they've done for you, and you also respect who they are and what they can do. So I have to give you mad props for that because that was just a very amazing thing to do. I appreciate that. And the biggest thing that, that I first thought about when we did it was I just – you know, sometimes I, I I feel great. I feel great when I get respect from a, a another artist, especially one mm-hmm. that might be a little bit younger than me or hadn't been around to see the, some of the stuff that I've already done before. It's always good to see the next generation saluting something you was doing prior to when they came around. So I feel like, you know, like people give people their flowers while they're here. It was time for text. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's well overdue. So... Oh, great. Now, what was it like for you when um, your um, drip, crit God caught Nelly's attention? How did you, how did that feel? Yeah, that was wild. That was so crazy. Because I'm talking about growing up, I was a bigger fan of Nelly than most artists, period. Um, Nelly was the only international big recording artist like that and, and going platinum from the same state as me. You know, I'm not from mm-hmm. New York. I'm not from California. I'm not from Georgia. So we don't really see success like that all the time, like somewhere where you're trying to get it at on TV. And uh, and when Nelly came out, my mom was listening to it. You know, I'm still I was still in I was in middle school, elementary, middle school around that time, and my mom was bumping Nelly. You know, what I'm saying she was a big fan mm-hmm. of, it. and just to see him do something different and embrace where I was coming from and, and put the colors into it, and you know, he had they were still street dudes, but they putting a little dance moves into the Midwest swing and all of that, and it goes back to where I told you my roots was with another bad creation and new addition. So I fell in love with that kind of music, and it was crazy that he was from the same state. So Nelly was a big impact. Watching him do that on a tour bus to my music, it left me speechless. I still don't feel like it's real to this day because, I mean, this dude probably <laughs> sold more records than damn near any artist in rap. You know what I mean? He's one of the mm-hmm. biggest. He's got, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, because I look a lot, I think his uh, he's got the top the eighth and fourteenth most selling album in hip hop of all time. I believe that you're right because I remember seeing that somewhere. So, I mean, well, kudos to you and congratulations. 
Thank you. And, you know, and it was just something my mom was able to see. You know, this is paying off. She was just happy to be able to see those with Nelly. Sometimes I might bring a song home or, you know, let people hear a new, a new record and they'd be like, oh, I might not know this artist. You know what I'm saying? But that was one that she was familiar with, especially moms. You know. Okay, that's cool. Now, what does the future hold for Marley Young? Um, we're about to spread around the whole world. I was going to say world domination, but at a time like this, that's probably the wrong thing to say. That would have been taken out of context. But um, yeah, probably. we're going to spread it all over the world, you know what I mean? And uh, it's mm-hmm. good music. I try my best to only talk about situations I've been in, want to be in, seen myself. And I don't have a, 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 you know, a real negative life, so I wouldn't call the music negative. It's real. And I mm-hmm. think that's what the world needs versus negativity. Uh, we don't need another you know, we don't need another strip club song. We're going to get a bunch of them, but we don't need another twerk song. But we do need some realness. And in a time like this, it's more important than any time. Yes, you're absolutely right. You are you are so correct. Now, if you had the opportunity to sit down with amongst, amongst a group of young folks who are considering going in the direction you're going in, what advice would you give them? I would always let them know to know their value. To know that, you know, a lot of people are going to come up to you and say, hey, I'm going to help you, and my help is bigger than what you're even doing for yourself. When actually it'll be a 50-50, or the artist a lot of times is helping out this person that has no talent but has a get-rich scheme in their head. Um, mm-hmm. If a person ain't willing to invest in you totally and say, hey, uh, I don't need you focus on this right now. I need you focus on making music, or I need you, I need you to focus on being creative. That's a real investor. That's, that's somebody really behind you versus somebody that wants to jump on a, and be a part of your success and just going to do the minimum. I feel like a lot of artists run into that. I've been into it myself. And then uh, when you leave out the situation or you wising up and want to make a, another move forward, people will try to use that loyalty word and try to use it as if this isn't a business, it's a family. But it's business, you know what I'm saying? And all artists need to know that's never personal, it's business. If somebody said they're behind you, then you hold them up to doing that. You know what I mean? Yes, I understand. Now, um, since you said that, what what challenges have you experienced on your journey? Oh, man, wow, so many. It seems like I've been a part of a million situations, groups, rap groups, record labels, uh, you know, you name it, uh, cliques, whatever. And like I was just saying a minute ago, Sometimes you grow with life. You know, any situation you're in, it either outgrows you or you outgrow it. And that doesn't mean that it's like bad blood when you leave a situation. Um, be, you know, coming from where we're from in the hood, a lot of times if something don't work out, then that means we beefing. And uh, I think that's just the that's the that's the most part that people get misconstrued anytime you out. You know, it's, it's not always like that. It's a season in life. You know what I'm saying? I might have a season where I was working with these people. And everything went this, you know, went good or bad, and we both went our separate ways, or vice versa. With any situation I'm in, it's always a season to your life. So you know, I just I just grow with life, and I want to continue to grow. I don't ever want to stay stagnant or on the same level. So I think people misconstrue um, separation or moving forward with you know with damn we we having a problem now. So I think that's one of the biggest challenges. It's but you know, staying focused every day, keeping us. Keeping managing a group of people to stay as focused as you. you know what I'm saying, really knowing what exactly you want. It, it could take a person ten years to figure out what they want for their career. 
or the direction mm-hmm. that they want to take. So those are it's, it's a lot of hard stuff that comes with it. You just got to be real serious and willing to uh, and willing to fail. You know what I'm saying? Once you, you know you're gonna fail a million times, just get back up. I hear you on that one. Now, how can people follow you? Where can they find you? And you know, I know we're not doing any live performances, but are you doing anything on you know Instagram or any of those things? Well, we're getting ready a virtual uh, together. We're putting together called the Marley Young Experience. I don't want to put too much detail out of it, but uh, a lot of my fans have been following me. Know I've uh, I've been hashtagging and keeping a little like clips. I like to record myself in the studio and watch the process of me making music. Uh, I found that to be more interesting for me than uh, than hopping around back and forth on stage. I think you can you get to really find out who Marley Young is from watching me uh, create inside the studio. It's probably a different process for the majority of uh, any artist that we watch today. So that's what mm-hmm. I'm. Uh, that's what separates me. So when uh, when the Marley Young experience is ready, I hope everybody tunes into it. You can follow me on Instagram at Marley Young. Um, you can find me on Facebook, running my mouth and talking crazy <laughs> at Marley Young. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and my YouTube videos as well. So. Oh, great. Now, one other question I need to ask you. How? What do you do to keep yourself grounded? What do you do? What is your grounding thing? Are you in a, are you in a legalized state, recreational? Yeah. So, that's, that's how I stay grounded. I mean. Okay, <laughs> I got you. I say <laughs> a blood a day. Keeps the uh, keeps all the bad stuff away. So I just uh, I, I I like to uh, I, I'm a real you know, I'm a, I'm a big uh, I'm a big weed head. I was trying to find a, the, the the best way to say it over the phone with you, but <laughs> I'm a huge it's weed okay. head. I love chronic. All my fans know that. Um, whenever I ain't busy being a dad or being you know in the public rapping, I just like to get away from everything and just kind of relax. Uh, Action is probably the, that's my favorite hobby. Okay, well we're also, in a, we're in yeah we're in times now where you need to have something to keep you from losing your mind. I've been picking up old uh, hobbies that I had back in the day. Um, so like I told you, I went to an art school and I could also draw. I've been in my art book, doodling a little bit every now and then, working on my guitar. It's a new instrument I'm trying to learn how to play. So I try to keep myself busy when I can, but it's always work for real. Okay. Well, it shouldn't always be work because, you know, you need a life to, you need a downtime because that fuels your creativity. I can't tell you that, but I can just recommend that. Yeah. You Do you know? feel the energy right now on this call? I feel like I feel like some real good energy. I feel like everything is, like, intimate. I feel like the incense should be burning and everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like to keep things, you know, real, real mellow. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, but um, you know, it's it's really good because when I initially you know said that we're gonna learn more and I discussed the diamond, you know, and if you understand what it takes to create a diamond, you know, the pressure and, and the different pressure. things that happen. Yes, um, I have to tell you that you are indeed a diamond. Thank you. Thank you. I you're appreciate welcome. that. I really you're do. Quite, yes, you're welcome. And I hope, you know, I know that we're going to be hearing more about you. And I'm exceedingly happy to hear about your hit, um, 
music group because that gives artists an opportunity to be with someone who's really going to care about them. Yeah. And that's important uh, because... And, and say it we, with me because I know it's your first time, so I ain't going to get mad at you. It's hit them music, history in the making. That's what we represent. Hit them music, hit em music yes. history in the making. I am not going to forget that. <laughs> That's right, and I need to get you. I gotta get some information from you. I send you a hit of music hoodie out there, and I send you a little bit of music too. I appreciate you what you're doing. I appreciate you as well, and I would also like to take the opportunity to thank Rochelle, Rachelle LeBlanc. That's my girl. Thank you, Rachelle. We, you know, we love her. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed, yes, indeed. So I hear your 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 daughter in the background. I know she needs your time and attention. I just want to thank you for this opportunity. It was truly an honor having you on the show. I greatly appreciate you, and I hope to have you back again. No doubt, and I appreciate you, and I hope that everybody's staying safe. I hope that your family is all good, and uh, I keep taking precautions and staying out the way right now. It's kind of hectic out there. Yes, indeed. So. On that note, I would like to tell all of my listeners, we've had the opportunity to listen to someone who actually cares. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we got to make one shout out one time. Everybody in the world, I know a lot of people don't never, the, the, the people I want to shout out never get the shout out. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, I want to say what's up to everybody first and foremost in Kansas City, what's going on, but we do this for the creators. We do this for the artistic. And we do this for the the real the talent. It's talent over money when it's you know when it's dealing with me. So I want to just shout out all the creators, man, because I don't think a lot of people do it enough. Well, thank you, thank you so much. So I'm gonna let you go. It's been it's been an amazing opportunity. Stay safe, be well, and God bless. All right, God bless. And we're gonna see you as soon as we get back on the road. Eric and all this. Clear out around the world, and we I have some show dates set up for you, and I'll let you know where we're going to be. Okay, great. I would love that. Thank you. 100. Okay. To all my amazing listeners, I want to thank you for your loyalty. I mean, you've been with me for a very long time. I greatly appreciate you. Uh, what I wanted to tell you, because you know I always have something to say at the end of my shows, um, that we really have to stay focused on our dreams, and we have to really hone in and, and work on them so that we can make them come true. They can manifest into something that can be a benefit to others. This particular show that we had today was a pure example of someone who loves what he does, who's good at what he does, and who has taken his craft to a level of understanding that a lot of people really don't get. And the fact that he's creating um, a music group that allows you the opportunity, allows him the opportunity to be able to be a force and be there for you, that's even better. Because like I say, every show, the object of the exercise of being on the planet is the ability to help somebody. And I hope that by listening to this show, you have gotten the message once again. Take care. Be well. God bless. And goodbye. Until we meet again soon. <laughs> Welcome to the Coco Express Network. Talk radio that informs. Talk radio that inspires. Talk radio 